have to stop recording. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Cannibalizing the Canon. I'm one of your hosts, Glaive slash Danny slash Odin, listening to Free Dogs in a Trench Coat say boots and cats. And I'm V slash Vala slash Friends slash Three Dogs in a Trench Coat saying boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> And this I'm is keeping episode. that in, by the way. I'm keeping that in. Oh, the power of a de editor. Um, <laughs> this episode is episode 22 Thieves, Guilds, and Hired Killers. Yes. Huzzah. Yes. I'm here for it. Great. Wretched I love thing. that you specified hired killers rather yeah. than like. Unhired killers. <laughs> <laughs> random killers i choose this i choose this uh you know there um, are two types of killers in the world hired killers and unhired killers the ones who do it pro bono are the scary ones i mean yeah but there's far more of those ones <laughs> <laughs> like the ones who make a career out of it you got to admire their passion <laughs> look if you do something if you get paid to do something you love yeah you know you'll never work a day in your life exactly <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the goal, right? It then it becomes a vocation, not a vacation. Wait, no, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it might be a vacation. I don't know. I'm not going to judge killers. I am going to judge killers. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's exactly. That's the plan. Anyway. Anywho. Hey, it's a podcast. What's up? <laughs> it's a podcast. Welcome to our D and D podcast, where we go on many tangents because uh-huh. we both have a limited amount of brain power <laughs> it's true there's like there's this one brain cell between us and some other people and at the minute it's bouncing around like a screensaver mm-hmm. and occasionally it'll hit the corner just right but that's yeah. not very often i'll be real no. um anyway anyway uh, tell, tell me tell me about thieves skills and hired killers yeah the, i can't the, even say so, that that's just so the bit so thieves guilds and hired guilds thieves guilds i'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows is a guild of thieves, of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> okay let, let's let's be a little bit a little, a little yeah, more yeah, specific yeah. a little so, more specific maybe so like you have your your what's it merchants guild uh your haberdashery guild i'm sure that exists I don't know. I just pulled That's out here. That's a really specific know, example. Right? Damn. What are guilds are there? There's lots of guilds. There are lots of guilds. There are also lo- like lots of groups of people. Like for example, you may have uh, a magic school where guild. you go and find your <laughs> wizards. You Wizard might have guild. a merchants guild where you find the specific merchants you need to buy certain items from. But in that same vein, you have. Guilds of people who do things slightly less legally. You know what I think? Something that just popped in my head. This is a tangent. But okay. I don't We're care. already it's off a good on tangent. One. Let's go. It's a good tangent. Okay. Um, thieves guilds are to rogues what magic academies are to wizards, what bardic schools are to bards. Uh, Absolutely. What monastery are for monks. Mm-hmm. Uh, temples for for clerics. There should be one of those things for each and every class. A place for your players to go out and be a part of. We're going to talk more about the Peace Guild in this episode, but we'll talk about the others in future episodes. Heck yeah. Um, 
Some of them are easier than others. I would recommend, because I didn't recommend his stuff last week because it would have to be its own thing. But uh, Matt Colville <laughs> has um, Strongholds and Followers, which is exactly what this is, what we're talking about. Um, specifically, you can build like a tavern or an inn or something that operates as a Thieves Guild for your rogue players. Uh, mm-hmm. Or an entire group a party can uh, be a part of it as well. It's great. Thieves Guilds are fun. This is the uh, thesis statement of this entire episode. <laughs> In this in this podcast, we will prove. Mm-hmm. That's not that hard. Everyone already knows that thieves are cool. It's in true. terms of fiction, <laughs> it's true. There's a reason that the rogue is such a popular class. Yeah, when I say rogue, uh, so many so many good characters you can think of. Everyone loves a rogue, like it's Han true. Solo. It's true. We love Han Solo. It's, it's the reason why it's like dashing rogue. You've got Robin Hood, the OG. The OG. The OG when it comes to dashing rogues. For those who are uh, who read a lot of books, we've got Locke Lamora. Very, very good um, thief. <laughs> very entertaining. Uh, trying to think. Who else? Hondo Onaka from the Star Wars series is a, is a very good example as well. I would say Star Wars has a lot of very excellent rogues. Yeah, we'll exactly. Start. Yep. Uh, technically speaking... And this is uh, a key part of the podcast. This is something that I want all of our listeners to keep in mind. All of you guys who are dungeon masters or game masters or what have you. When, like, take take the spirit of the podcast. Steal mercilessly. Make it your own. Uh, so by extension of these characters, you can think of the groups that they surround themselves with. Uh, Han Solo, specifically, if you don't count the very heroic main party of like Luke and Leia and Chewie and R2 and all them. Uh, Hansel originally worked for Jabba the Hutt. Yep. Jabba the Hutt is very much a thieves guild type organization. It's organized crime. Uh, that's just galactic. Yeah. I mean, a perfect example of that in the movies is the, the whole arc of him getting hold of uh, Han Solo and Garbonite. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's another important thing that I want to iterate throughout this episode is uh, when you have your party dealing with organizations such as a thieves guild, there should always be consequences. There should always be consequences because consequences are fun. When will you learn? <laughs> never is the answer. Your players will never, ever learn. So if and the party... The are hired by a thieves guild to do something and then fail to do it. You can do a carbonite freezing situation on one of your other players, not in a way that removes them from playing the game. Always have a backup for that because the worst thing for a player is like they show up to play a game and then don't get to play. Yeah. It sucks. Losing losing agency completely, not necessarily the play, but consequences <laughs> definitely need to be a factor. But as uh, as Jafar from Jafar from Aladdin said, uh, there are things far worse than death. <laughs> Wait, is that where that line comes from? Yeah, well, it's not originally, but he does say oh, it bro. in the second Aladdin movie. Oh, oh, the second Aladdin movie. All yeah, right, it's never the second mind. Second Aladdin then. movie. Never, he's a genie. never mind. Because um, one of the rules for genies is he's not allowed to kill. 
So he's constantly saying, there are things I can do that I don't have to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can't kill you, but I could do worse things. (laughs) Honest. Um... Another good example of a Thieves Guild type situation is Robin Hood's Merry Men. Heck yeah. Absolute lads. They even have uh, examples of other classes within the Merry Men, if you think about it. Like um, Friar Tuck is a cleric, technically speaking. (laughs) Technically speaking, yes. And then they also have, um, you know, uh, there were bigger individuals amongst uh, his Merry Men. There could be considered fighters and Are you barbarians. talking about Little John? Yeah, I'm talking about Little John. Gotcha. Uh, but that kind of idea. Uh, anywhere that any kind of group like that shows up, if it really uh, inspires you, you shouldn't be afraid to just grab it, make the characters your own, and include it in your game. Because then when your players encounter it, um, the things that you love about these groups are what's going to come out first. They're the mm-hmm. things that the players are going to notice going, oh, shit, this isn't just a, a cardboard cutout that we're talking to right now. This is These are characters that um, have had thought put behind them and mm-hmm. can respond to us and such. We can't just swindle them to uh, give uh, us all their gold. They will kill us depending on what we do. Absolutely. Uh Thieves Guilds, specifically, and we'll get the Hired Killers later, because I feel like that's just an extension of Thieves Guilds from a certain point of view. Um, they come in free flavors. They come in uh, support to the party, which is, in my opinion, the go-to. A lot mm-hmm. of Dungeon Masters put these kind of criminal groups in their game simply because they want their players, specifically their rogues, to have someone to do fun stuff with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there's antagonist of the party, which is like the second most common when you have, when the party have done something or have possession of something that makes them a target. Uh, that's always fun when you're hired by the king to protect, I don't know, the royal jewels. And then suddenly the local thieves guild comes into conflict because of this. That's a plot hook in itself that could lead to some really fun places do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and then finally the third variety is a unpredictable surprise this is my favorite variety because more so than any other group if you think about it like wizard schools uh bardic colleges monasteries all of these will be more or less unified ideologically Probably. There are obviously there are gray spaces, but there is not enough nowhere grayer than the criminal underbelly (laughs) of like that chaotic neutrality of like, I don't care what you say, I'm a cold blooded killer, I'm gonna stab a bitch. (laughs) Heck yeah. It's important that it might like when dealing with an unpredictable party, with an unpredictable thieves guild, it's important to really iterate to your players. Like, just because you've got the boss happy doesn't mean you've the entire group happy. You haven't made an automatic ally. You should never just make an automatic ally with a group because people are individuals. They have different opinions. Uh, and <laughs> I'll say it. Most parties are uh, pretty reckless and in your face. 
they show up demanding things and and have a sense of entitlement about them. So it's only natural for groups to turn around to them and be like, excuse me? Sorry? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And the only reason they get away with it is because they've got player levels behind them. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have a hundred gold, which is more gold than anyone has seen in their lives. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How are you this rich? Like, well, we, we beat up a dragon. <laughs> oh, what? Did what now? <laughs> and it's too late. Players should be larger than life. It's, it's a hero fantasy kind of thing. That's what 5e is. Um, your mileage may vary. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. When the party approaches uh like the 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 head of this crime family whatever it is and they think they're like oh yeah we're we're we've got them in our back pocket now we've done a bunch of missions for them for them to suddenly realize no no (laughs) you've got the boss in your pocket uh but now like one of the lieutenants has undercut you to come out on top Mm-hmm. Because screwing you over was advantageous to them. It's it's great. Yeah, it's that it's a hundred percent realizing that yeah, you might have been in the good graces of the person in charge up until now, but that person in charge might not always be in charge. And that that <laughs> I not speaking personally, but I'm pretty sure beef skills have a high turnover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I again, your mileage may vary. Uh, I will say I have a a thieves guild of sorts um, that has a pretty low turnover just because of the reason that they started as a thieves guild. Um, they're very much family driven. However, <laughs> they they've met one of my groups of heroes and they don't like them. Heck they yeah. don't like them. They'll work with them because it's for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. <laughs> But they don't like him, and I'm I'm so excited to explore that in the future because it's like, oh, we we we, we could get help from these guys. No, fucking like to help you. They don't like you. Like, come on. So there's also that because you can have this group be unpredictable, they mm-hmm. could accept help, but with ulterior motives, and the party don't get to realize what the ulterior motives is until it's too late. Absolutely. Uh, can like here's a pitch. Can you imagine? So you have your party. Mm-hmm. They've got a big bad that they're aware of that's in uh-huh. the distance, and they're like, "Okay, we need to get the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin just kills the bad guy. We love easy as pie. We need to get that MacGuffin. We need that MacGuffin. It's necessary. We can't get that by ourselves because there's too many people in the way. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna team up with this thieves guild we know and have contacted before. We're going to hire them to give us backup because they're very good at what they do. They've proven that they're very good at what they do. And we've proven to them that we're very good at what we do. Uh, little do the party know, dear DMs, that the uh, this Peeves Guild fucking hates the party. <laughs> they're not going to tell them because the last time the party disagreed with an individual that individual is just dead just non-existence anymore it's like no no let's not go to war with the uh demigods <laughs> no thanks yeah i mean this is the thing like you have a certain reputation at, 
after a point as a as a adventuring party and that is that you know you have slain dragons and you have toppled tyrants and if you don't like the way that someone looks at you you can just fucking get rid of them and that shit sticks with people which is hilarious <laughs> because that ability i'm sure there are parties out there that don't realize how close they're getting to like not murder hobo status but like implied murder hobo status it's like not even implied murder hobo status it's it's very much that tyrannical mm -hmm. status it's like it's it's our power imbalance yeah it's it's our way or death but the pitch goes on then uh where the feeders guild realize the only person that can do something about these people is that big bad over there so i'm sure he'd appreciate it if we help the party steal this MacGuffin, if we just take that MacGuffin and give it to the Big Bad, I'm pretty yeah, yeah, sure yeah. he'd appreciate it He'd'd very much so. He'd love that. <laughs> and to be honest, I mean, like, I, I'm sure he's not the greatest, but if you're looking at the lesser of two evils, mm -hmm. and one of those evils is your fucking adventuring party, I mean, I could, I could even, be convinced. It doesn't even have to be an entire the entire group that's doing this. It could be a small vocal minority that's just deciding, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets and go with this guy. <laughs> um because then you hit two birds with one stone. Not only have you uh given your players a challenge that not only do they have to go get the MacGuffin from the big bad now, but mm -hmm. you've also given them a whole set of other uh, villains to contend with. It's like, oh shit, those guys backstabbed us and we didn't see it coming. <laughs> Plus, there's, there's that added level of, okay, these guys backstabbed us. Why? Mm -hmm. Because of the perception of us mm -hmm. that apparently people have had and we've not known about it because we've been too busy patting ourselves on the back. It reminds me of that period of time in Doctor Who when the doctor got too big exactly it's 110 percent that it's 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 you for those for those of the 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 thieves guild and telling them to to sound the retreat yeah kind of run away that's the moment it's Colonel that run away exactly for those of you who haven't seen doctor who there's a period of time in the 11th doctor's run when uh it suddenly dawns on the doctor that he has been saving the world too much in a way in that he has made his enemies grow stronger in fear of him and people see him more as a warrior than an actual like guy who just pops up and helps things there is a there is an individual in an episode who comes from a particular planet who joins the army to meet the doctor because to them, the word doctor means great warrior because that's who they see and they get that word from him. Which is great. Which is fantastic. That's beautiful lore right there that you should use for your party. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fun to play with a gray morality of like, you guys aren't the heroes to everyone because you're terrifying. <laughs> 100 percent one of you is literally a warlock that has a deal with a higher being that is frowned upon <laughs> your cleric has had uh divine inspiration work for them in the past in front of other people 
that is terrifying if you think about it like yeah divine divine intervention uh is is a lot of fun anyway because it's very chance-based and it's uh you if you're not aware uh clerics get the opportunity to have their um deities intervene in a very physical and meaningful way a lot of the time by uh rolling on uh the percentile dice which barely fucking get used let's be real um <laughs> and you have to roll lower than your level for your deity to to actually intervene so and the higher your level the more likely it is it's going to happen exactly so at a certain point in the game if and this is the thing you have to bear in mind that this is a, a god interfering with whatever the fuck you're doing and whether that's in the middle of a battle or whether that's something very small and trivial <laughs> specifically that's the whole thing but that's a, an actual a whole ass god just came down and did a thing because you asked nicely what kind of fucking power is that <laughs> clerics are terrifying if you think about it yeah, they I'll, talk to everyone they're like hey hey um uh, I got a problem. Uh, can you hit this guy over the head with a brick? And the god's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. Like, yes, that's terrifying. Yes, that is like, holy crap. There was a person all the there. Classes are that like person's that, not there anymore. All the classes are like that. Uh, even a fighter who would be considered the most pedestrian of classes in terms of mm -hmm. like ability. Uh, if you consider the fact that each round is six seconds long, or each turn, each round actually is six seconds long. Like, after everyone's done their thing, uh, yep. a fighter gets so many attacks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, like, they're stabbing you like a and that's good... not even including second wind. No, like... it's not including second wind. If second wind is like, oh, I've stabbed you ten times in yeah. six seconds. Oh, no, sorry, action surge. Action surge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. <laughs> second wind, hold it. Barbarians. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, they'll fuck your shit up. Uh, Boy, howdy. I, I don't even live in a fantasy world. And I can tell you barbarians can be terrifying because it's like, no, no, nothing we do will stop him. He's a terminator that will mm -hmm. continue to hunt us down. It is all right. This is why it's very fun to have these beef guilds and other groups be like, okay, cool. <laughs> they are here. Uh huh. It's them. Them. Yeah. Especially like, if you consider there's certain classes that just have a reputation as to a disagreement with criminal organization. Like, if you see a paladin walk up into your uh, whole thing, you're going to, like, start shitting right, bricks. Pack that shit up. Pack it up. Like, pack it up. We got to go. <laughs> we're, we're not a, a, a thieves guild. We're, we are a um, textile guild. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're a totally legitimate business. <laughs> yes. Greg, get out of here. Greg, put down the bag of gold. Get out of here, Greg. Greg, if you want to see tomorrow, you'll leave now. Look at this completely uh, legitimately attained uh, portrait we have here. Look how great it is. Yes, it's we, a, we it, legally trade in art. Yes, I am an amateur artist. Look how like I've been painting this. It's a copy of the one that was stolen from the museum. I was going to donate it to them because mm -hmm. you know I felt so bad that they lost yeah, their it was one. Just such a shame that the that the, the the real one went missing in such unexpected and mysterious circumstances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's another side of this coin, 
as well with unpredictable. And I know we're focusing on the unpredictable, but that's the most fun, I think. Uh, <laughs> Because it's all it, it it's all you can use this with all with all of them, uh, especially the antagonist one. But um, having the party unaware as to who does and who doesn't work for the guild, completely unaware. I mean specifically. So like, <laughs> that's fun because suddenly you can have NPCs interact with them, and then later on we'll be like, oh yeah, no, no, you. They work for those guys. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but we told them we were fucking them over. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> it's, Good job. You know, you know what it is? You know what it is? You can have moments that are like, uh, that that guy in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, a guy just comes in. He's like, Psst, hey, hey, I heard you want to fuck those guys over. Let me assist you in that. And then like, the later on the reveal is, oh, he was working for them all along. Shit. Let's <laughs> fucking go. That's awkward. Oh, okay. This is also <laughs> why, <laughs> as Batman would say, um, <laughs> criminals are a, are a superstitious and cowardly lot. So when faced with potential complete annihilation, they're going to get desperate. They're going to try things that uh, regular groups aren't going to try. Like, if a party somehow um, pushes a, a city guard the wrong way, whoever's in charge of that city is going to be trying to, like, negotiate their way out of it. During like, okay, we realize you have lived in our town for about a fortnight now. How much do we have to pay you to not live here anymore? <laughs> We want to. I would. Uh, it's, but there's been a, a a suggestion that I just want to broach with you, um, and obviously, you know, we uh, we were considering this with with uh, incentives, but we wanted to, you know, bandy the idea around with you first. Um, if you could just fucking leave, <laughs> that'd be great, actually. No rush. No hurry, just whenever you can. Table, your own timetable, of course. You know, not. I'm not trying to get a, a, on your nerves in the slightest. Please don't fucking play me alive. Uh, Let's not burn down any bridges, eh? Literally, please don't literally, burn down a bridge. Please, sure. it's our only bridge. It's the only bridge we have, and and we're very very attached to it. It's very good for business. <laughs> uh, but then criminal organizations can't do that. Because, A, they aren't as powerful as, like, an entire city for the most part. As in, like, people-wise. They mm-hmm. tend not to be a huge group of an army uh, or a guard garrison. Mm-hmm. They can't go through legitimate channels that way. And, B, it would set a dangerous precedent where suddenly, oh, we've made a deal with this party to leave us alone. Oh, there's a new party. Oh, oh, good. Oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Love that. And you have to also consider there's a certain mentality when it comes to Peach Guilds where it's like, well, we could talk to them or, or we could deal with this violently and try and find a way around this that doesn't involve uh, us going to our knees and begging them to not kill us <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend so let's go talk to that dragon over there and see if he can help us out <laughs> i mean you know 
the dragon the dragon uh probably would be like yeah absolutely uh i just need a regular tithe uh and honestly it's not a terrible price to pay (laughs) i love the idea of a mega thieves guild where uh you start a regular generic campaign Mm -hmm. and you have the party just you know do all the tropes like oh you gotta uh, save a kid from a bunch of goblins you done that. You have to go fight uh, some bandits down the road. You did that. You're gonna go up that mountain and fight a dragon. There's some giants over there. And slowly but surely, all these groups are unconnected, but they slowly come together, realizing their shared like experience of dealing with this group. <laughs> like, we have to do something, because if we don't do something, we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> I do like that. I love the idea that they're just like... It's a support group. <laughs> yeah, all the people who fucking pissed off throughout Hi, the campaign. I'm Krakos the Destroyer. I'm a Hi, dragon. Hi, Krakos. I'm 900 years old. Um, in my 900 years, I haven't seen something like this before. <laughs> we used to have civility. I could have my horde on top of this mountain, and people would actually pay me not to mess with them. All of a sudden, these guys show up with with sticks and and sharp objects and 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 just completely wreck everything. <laughs> it's a travesty. Think of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great. It's it, it, lots of toys and things. You, a a feed skill doesn't have to be what you immediately think of it. It can be anything. You can have a dragon in charge. You're going to have um, them messing with magic items that changes them in some way. You can even have different parts of the Thieves Guild or criminal organization or what have you go out and do separate things, experimenting. I once had uh, a cult-like guild um, that I made up for a one-shot, as you do. As you do. Uh, I wasn't running the one-shot, I should point out. <laughs> I just came up with a character. Shout out to David. I can go in up to David and I was like, hey, David, I made this character and um, he's part of this group and I've completely world built this group entirely. So here you go. (laughs) They're based around the four horses of the apocalypse. They have subgroups dedicated to each horseman. Uh, They're all called something different for the world specifically. So you have like uh, one dedicated to pestilence that are bio warfare. You've got one dedicated to to war where they're actually capturing um, monsters and trying to figure out a way of training them or taming them or at least controlling them in a way in uh, so that you can aim them. Um, pestilence, war, famine. I think Famine was magic. They were like, mm-hmm. they're trying to find ways of like using magic as a weapon more often than not, like sucking the life force out of things. You know, Lich was in charge. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Death was like the creme de la creme of like, these are where the toughest guys go. Uh, as a society is, if you're able to get to a decent age, you've earned your rank. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you get to be in that group. Good, congratulations. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 
Um, do you have any other thoughts about Peeves Guild B? Um, I mean, I, I, I like them. Yeah. In general, I like the... They have a flexibility that I don't think you necessarily get with every other group of people. Which is a shame, really, because I'm sure you could do it if, like, you just expand your definition of the other groups. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am... Like it's very much a, a, a we tend to we tend to kind of lean into stereotypes because yeah. they they're what we know and they're safe and comfortable and there's nothing there's I want to stress there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that the reason that stereotypes exist a lot of the time especially in fantasy is because they're good ideas and that's mm-hmm. why we stick with them but I love the, the I love the I guess the moral flexibility which is a weird thing to say because I consider myself an okay person. But I like the moral flexibility that you get with a with a thieves guild. Yep. You know, uh, any kind of roguish character who walks up to a, a bunch of heroes and usually has an agenda that doesn't necessarily line up with where they think their morals are. And I always find that interesting to play with. When I can, I should point out, some players will not let you play in that space, and that's just as fun, I think. Yeah. Exactly. That's when you have Thieves Guild as antagonists. Absolutely. <laughs> I've um I've been very lucky in the past that I had a a roguish NPC approach a group of players and say, Hey, I need to go and liberate this item from this house. Is the house mine? No. Is the item mine? Questionable. Uh <laughs> But it needs liberating, and I need some friends to help me. And one of my players, uh, out of character, said, "I'm about to ruin your day." And then in character, explained that because they their backstory was that they had been part of a city guard, they were not comfortable with this idea of liberation, and therefore would not be participating. Which was great from a from the standpoint of you know this was one of the first kind of instances of a player kind of standing their ground in terms of, you know, what was right for the character, which was fantastic. On the other hand, I then had to make up a whole session. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which turned out great, but it was very much, I was quite stressed about the whole situation, Um, but it was great. And I loved that it happened. And, uh, and that, I mean, that, and that flavored how that NPC would eventually come back and deal with that group because, you know, they wouldn't necessarily bring business to their door, but when their paths did cross again, it was like, oh, it's you guys, the moral <laughs> ones, you know, and there was very much an attitude there and it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it's a good, it's a good, good fun. I had something else, but uh, unfortunately the, the train of thought has left that station, but uh, I had, so another thought that just occurred to me mm-hmm. is that, so like I said previously, every class more or less has some kind of, organization or building associated with them that yes. that they can draw upon trope wise yes what's the warlocks they don't have one they don't have one so i they propose don't... here's the thing warlocks i mean the traditionally warlock speaking warlocks are, are are is very individual anyway you know exactly. what i mean yeah but here's my proposition cult <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely very simply cult Cult. Your warlock has a cult, and the funny thing about this cult is it operates very similarly to a thieves guild, because yes. instead of like a mortal being in charge of a thieves guild and taking a cut from whatever comes in, 
because that, that that's an important fact as well. Um, well, there's that's what I was going to say as well. But uh, but instead of that, you have uh, uh, an interdimensional entity that, for whatever reason, has started making deals with mortals, and someone, either the entity itself or one of the deal makers, has decided, hey, we'd be a lot more productive and useful if we all came together and started working with each other, doing each other favors, uh, whatever this entity needs, it could have an entire army to do it. Uh, and then there's lots of things you can play with that because then you have the party encounter a peace guild that isn't a peace guild. It's a cult. <laughs> but it's not obviously a cult because they're all a bunch of warlocks who are all individual amongst each other. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's organized. <laughs> it's not like... So you've got your regular cultists who are all wearing the same hoods and like fur dyes on their head and chanting and candles and all that. But then you got the warlock cults, which no two look alike. They don't no wear the same look alike. thing. There's an accountant. There's somewhere. an accountant for some reason. They're not sure what he's accounting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the accountant in, in in like this 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 warlock's cult. There's one guy with like big round glasses, mm-hmm. kind of short, a little bit balding. The accountant guy, uh, like if you need like for for any reason, if you need like something, you have to run it past him. But you're not sure why. Um, he's never rejected ideas. He's never said that they're not in the budget. But you still have to run it by him. The bursar. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it turns out at the end of the at the end of it all, that's actually uh. The, the, entity. the entity just <laughs> for shits and giggles thought it'd be funny you know <laughs> has to, i like, needed to keep, to keep an eye on you guys yeah, you know 100%. i needed i needed to keep the budget <laughs> yeah y'all 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 you know we we live in a society that runs on 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 capital whatever that capital is uh, you know for for you mortals it might be coin for me it's something else entirely but, not, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't um, worry about it. But but you know, I had to keep an eye on the capital coming in and out because you know, y'all are unruly <laughs> if you're left to your own devices. So, um, well, that's going to be a thing now. <laughs> so I get to the tangent before I get to my other point. The tangent is I've been reading a book. <laughs> my God, how dare uh, you? Infinite and divine which is uh, a Warhammer 40k book. And one of the main characters in it is the Necron, who is... Necrons are, are like Terminator... Egyptian Terminators, basically. Ancient alien Terminator things that just go around trying to kill everything that's not them. But there's a specific Necron called Trazen the Infinite. Trazen the Infinite's my favorite Necron. And the reason why he's relevant to this discussion is because... His thing is that he likes to steal from everyone else. He's He's a magpie. He's a magpie. His entire planet has a gallery. The gallery is the entire planet of all the stuff that he's just gone about and stole. And it's great. Because not even the Necrons themselves trust him. He'd show up to a different archive and a hologram comes up like, Lord uh, Trazen, the Infinite. You will grace us with your appearance. Like, oh, great. Yeah, you expect me. Like, I have cataloged everything. <laughs> like, oh, 
okay. All right, I wouldn't okay. know if you'll steal that. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Sure, 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 sure. And then uh, he steals something anyway. Of course, yeah, he did. <laughs> I, uh, according to him, he was borrowing it. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was going to put it I right back after before. he used it. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Never got that DVD back. Carries on. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the reason I bring him up is my point, which is when party members join a thieves guild, <laughs> which I think, and you know, as GMs, you can do what you want, but I think you shouldn't let your party become fully fledged members of a guild unless they're fully aware of what their responsibilities are and are willing to uphold them. Mm-hmm. Because it's all well and good to be like, oh, hell yeah, we're part of the Thieves Guild. We we get to do stuff, and they give us plot hooks for free. And then we go out and steal stuff and bring it back and all that. But it's not until they're like, okay, we get a cut. You have to give us some of the things that you brought back, or we need you guys to go on this mission. You can't say no. <laughs> or stuff like that because that's what you do in a guild you, you you join together you get advantages which is the protection and resources but you also have to upend your end of the bargain which is why the warlock cults are such a neat idea because you're doing the exact same thing except instead of um going around stealing treasure and magical items and gold uh you're stealing whatever the fuck the entity wants you to steal. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to take that uh, chandelier. It's like, it's, it's just a chandelier. Like, no, 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 d- don't ask questions. Just need you to do just, it. Just, 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 just do it. I did. Did I Fine. stutter, bish? <laughs> That's another thing about uh, warlock patrons in general. They should definitely just constantly be like, hey, uh, I'm gonna need you to do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, a long time no see. Uh, I need that. <laughs> Very simply I just, put. I need that. Hey, you know how you can shoot purple beams out of your fingers? Yeah, that's not for free. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Here's the bill. And <laughs> I'm going to need you to pay that uh, right the fuck out. <laughs> this is also why I think Warlock should get, like, diet divine inform- in- intervention. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just full-blown a giant hand comes down from the heavens and squishes a guy or a plague of locusts comes out of nowhere and completely eradicates a field or whatever uh Mm -hmm. it's it's diet divine intervention where it's like oh you want help i'm sure i'll help you what do you want to pay for it what are you going to give me so that i can give you and you know it's level appropriate here it's it's that it's it's that 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 Oh, I can't remember her name, but the one from Die. Mm-hmm. The uh, I get favors from gods, but I have to pay them back. Yes, exactly. Oath keeper or something. I think so. Uh, die classes. Uh, by the way, uh, friends, if you haven't read the comic book Die, uh, it is excellent, and I highly recommend that you do. It's a wonderful take Very on. Good. There will be a Kickstarter soon. I'm sure we'll tweet about it when it comes out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Made by, uh, I was about to say friend of the podcast. It's not true. Um, heavily, I'm sure if we asked nicely, he'd be our friend. Uh, heavily 
um, admired by the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Grant Howitt, um, as well as Kieran Gillen, the writer of Die as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. heck yeah. Even just thinking about like The Fool. I know that class. The Fool being a class in a game is great. Uh, the more reckless things you do, the more likely you are to succeed. I feel like I feel like this is a the talking about die and and the influence that it can have on your game, even pre Kickstarter is going to be a whole other episode. Oh, it's going to definitely be a whole thing. Um, like even just looking at all the classes they have in that game is like, I want to do stuff with this. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The one that I I can think of are like Neo, which is just a, a sci fi esque future cyborg class. Uh, there's Grief Knight. The more grief you feel, the stronger you are. I love Grief Knight, but it's awful, but it's good, but it's awful. Anyway. 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 uh, Thieves Guilds and and hired murderers. But that still goes to the warlock cult thing. Yes. Where if you have an entity who want specific things and it might not even be like souls or whatever it could be just feelings like i want you to give as much grief as you can and then it plays into that whole like making deals with this higher entity and being like hey hey i'm gonna need you to stab a random person when i tell you to i'm not gonna tell you when it's happening i'm not gonna tell you how it's happening but it's happening when you least expect it to and i'll help you out right now if you don't accept my help it's all you're by yourself (laughs) Uh absolutely it's a good time more of that uh i suppose we can talk about well i uh, yeah the so yeah when you have party members that are part of thieves guilds they need to be aware of the fact that they have um, they have to give back as well as giving in. You, you could just have them be honorary members as well and just be like, yeah, no, you're part of it, but you're not in the inner circle because... Yeah, there's... Well, I mean, I think there's there's a trade-off there, really. Yeah. If you want to become full-fledged members, you have to commit. Yeah. And that involves, you know, giving in, giving a cut or, like, if you want the full benefits of membership, you have to pay for it, essentially. If you want to be honorary members, then absolutely you can run around and tell people that you're affiliated with us. But when shit hits the fan, we will not help you yep. because you are not dues-paying members. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you completely fuck up and you need our help, that's not a guarantee because you're not true members compared to people who are actually paying their way. So, I like the idea that, like, the party are like, help us, people, you're like, you're fighting a fucking demigod right now. What do you want us to do? <laughs> I, even, no, I wouldn't even be that. I'd just be like, uh, there's no one available to take your message in the minute, because we all got the fuck out of Dodge. So, sorry. But yeah, no, like, the idea that, like, they were doing something for the guild and they get into trouble, the mm-hmm. guild aren't going to help them out because... The guild weren't promised a cut of what they were getting. Yeah. Or it wasn't sanctioned by the guild. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That 100%. should be how Thieves Guild works because trust isn't a, a very like high commodity. It is a high commodity within a Thieves Guild. Uh, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. You have most, to have that trust. And if you haven't established these guys it, are cutthroats. They will stab you if you push them the wrong way. Literally, need... in a lot of cases. Yeah. We need to be on the same page here because if we're not, 
things go poorly quickly. Exactly. This is bad. We don't want it. (laughs) I mean, there's an implication with the word guild that you put something in and because you've put something in, you get something out. That's what a guild is. Yeah. Simple as that. It's like even even when you boil down to just an adventurer's guild, the reason that they exist is so that like adventurers can, you know, find stuff to do and there's you know, people know that they can go to the guild and ask for stuff to be done and it will get done by people who know what they're doing. Yeah, but do. you still have to pay dues or you still have to give a cut because otherwise how would they be able to keep business going? I do enjoy um the uh so I'm gonna like another so so for I'm gonna talk about Hondo Onaka for a second. Hondo Onaka is uh, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I'm putting on the Star Wars hat. Yes, um, you've always got the Star Wars hat. On I that. do. <laughs> uh, and to sum him up, basically he is uh, he's he he's in charge of a band of pirates. Which, by the way, good way of setting up your fuse guild make them a bunch of pirates because <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun just have a bunch of ships that are just parked up and anytime the authorities show up to like bust it up like oh i'm sorry we're not here anymore <laughs> <laughs> we've got out to sea um but yes hano onaka is a scoundrel and a thief and he is the epitome of uh, unpredictable to the party you cannot trust him Every time you meet him, he will say, ah, my friends, you are here again. We are allies. You are my best friend. And then the very next minute, have you in a jail cell waiting for your enemies to show up to <laughs> pay off, uh, like, the ransom fee. Like, yes, give me money and I'll give you these guys. And then the next day when you meet them, like, it wasn't personal, my friend. You see, I was it's forced to business. do such a thing. It's just business. Just business. Um. And it even goes two ways because then you can have like it has happened. I've seen it happen in the series where it's like uh, some of his men betray him. Like, you mean to tell me my men have betrayed me? Have completely gone against me? I am so proud. (laughs) (laughs) They grew up so fast. It's like, yeah, (laughs) that's Hondo. You lied to me? I knew I liked you. (laughs) It's great. Do that. It's, it's fantastic. Um, speaking of having the Thieves Guild do stuff for you, Hired Killers. <laughs> hired Killers is an interesting topic because it's it's an autoplay in terms of if the party wants someone dead, mm-hmm. more often than not, they're the ones going to do it. They're the ones who want to go ahead and just kill a guy because in all likelihood... They can easily do that, but the only downside is they have to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. It's those consequences, I think, is when a hired killer would be useful. Um, but also, I feel much like you should be careful when including your party members as members of a thieves guild. You should also be careful in just flat out giving your party access to assassins because you don't want the players kind of just like making the DM play their own game. It's like, well, what's the point in me having all these people? If you're just going to hire me to kill myself, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. So the counter that I think, uh, using the same logic of, um, 
the party not being trusted, not having the level of like, we're not just going to do everything for you. It's like, yeah, no, you can hire one of the people we have that will kill people. But A, it'll be expensive. And B, we're not going to do the whole thing for you. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to do some of the legwork here. Because how do we know you're not setting us up? <laughs> it's bad for business if, if like, we just took on every single job that came through the door. That's, like, that's that's how, like, Beef's Guild, how the criminal empire just collapses in a second. Because <laughs> all it takes is for one undercover guard to walk in, like, I need you to kill the king. It's like, cool, great. Now we know where the entire Beef's Guild is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ugh, no. So have the party... um do reconnaissance. Have the party learn stuff about the patterns of whoever they are targeting. Uh, it could very simply be a means of like, okay, we're not going to give you a person. We're going to give you a thing in order to help you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the level you're at right now. We are not willing to risk our own men to accomplish your goals. So Absolutely. here's some poison. Have fun. <laughs> Don't worry. It's potent. <laughs> delicious. No, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no, delicious. Because otherwise somebody would know that it was a bad thing. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Everything's edible once. Um, <laughs> which also makes me think of... Um, there's an underlying thing here with all the talk about these fifth guilds and hired killers and all that. Terry Pratchett is a cornerstone of all this. If you don't read Pratchett, you should. Honestly, if you don't read Terry Pratchett, then I don't know why you listen to our podcast. Yeah. I really don't. It is fantastic. It is some of the best literature that exists in our small world. (laughs) It is... um, It is quite often a fascinating look at society in general Mm -hmm. but also like wrapped up with fantasy and humor humor and and just uh a a very full understanding of the concept that uh, you should never be punching down no exactly and honestly i uh i don't think we'll ever have a writer like that ever again yep he was one of a kind Absolutely. But, so, specifically, in Terry Pratchett's Discworld, yes. there there are Thieves' Guilds. There's also Assassin's Guilds. Um, I love the Thieves' Guilds in Discworld because you can buy a license not to be thieved upon <laughs> from them because they operate like a actual proper guild. Or it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm up to date on, on my licenses. It's fine. You, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, did someone steal from your house anyway? You go take that up with the Fuse Guild right now. Yep. <laughs> I also like how I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong here, but that's that was set up by um uh what's his name? The guy in charge of Ankh Morpork. Uh, uh the the patrician. The patrician, uh, yeah. I'm pretty vetri- sure the patrician veterinary, veterinary set yeah. up all of the guilds in the city so that it was like that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm also thinking of Mr. Tiatimi of the Assassin's Guild. Yes. The idea. An excellent, an excellent character. The idea of having an Assassin's Guild that is specifically powerful enough to take down mythological figures and willing mm-hmm. to do so 
is a, a, a bit of a fun thing in itself that you could play with. Um, <laughs> I know, like, you, you can even do that with your, your player characters. It'd be really fun to be like, yeah, I'm part of a, of, um, a League of Killers. Uh, in fact, the entire party is part of this, this, this League of Killers that go around as mercenaries doing jobs. Uh, <laughs> that's how we buy our food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know uh having a steady income not a terrible idea for most parties the idea of because it in most worlds it's assumed that the parties that do exist aren't very high level mm-hmm. so if you it, it'd be fun to have like a setting where there are parties going around that are level 20 <laughs> just be like yeah no no don't that those are gods that's what they are they're yeah. they're they're we, nigh indestructible. We don't mess with them, you know. You can pay like ten million gold if you want to hire them, <laughs> or you can hire these goons we picked up <laughs> off the street that are going for ten gold right now. These absolute lads, yeah, let's do it. I love enter that. I love party one. members. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And what's your backstory, Rogue? My parents are dead. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> See, that's qualification in itself. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. That's that's beef skills and hired killers. Heck yeah! Hell yeah! Um, as always, if you have any thoughts, critiques, comments, opinions. You can email us at cannibalizingthecanon at gmail.com. That is cannibalizing with a Z. You can check us out on Twitter. What's the Twitter, V? Because I get it wrong every single week. At Cannibal Cannon. Yes. At Cannibal Cannon. You can also go on our Discord, which uh, you can find at twitch.tv slash Beller. That's B-E-H-L-R. Oh, hey, that's me. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, uh all of the all of the links to all of our social stuff uh is yep. in our handy dandy beacons link yep. which all you'll find. I'm streaming occasionally right now. I'm painting miniatures, so if you're into Heck that. Yeah, check out twitch.tv slash glaive thruster, all one word. Yeah. Um for the for the occasional mini painting stream, which is always a good time. Potentially. Sometimes you get a live react to a trailer because you just found out that it dropped. Uh, when when this episode comes out, potentially the next day, probably tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, I might be streaming and I might be showing off a bunch of cool stuff that I got in the mail if it comes shows up in the mail. I'll keep you updated. Check out my Twitter at Glavefruster. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's this Twitter account, so ahoy. And again, all of our links are in the beacon attached below. Thank you. <laughs> I've been Glaive slash Danny slash Odin, who is ever so tired. And I have been V slash Vela slash Rin slash three dogs in a trench coat, uh, who would also like to remind you that we have some merch available. <laughs> Just throwing that out there as well, because I realized we didn't talk the merch. But we have merch. Yay! This video of three dogs. Uh, bark, bark, bark. What's, the- what's that? What's that? <laughs> There's <laughs> merch in the store? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Hey, if you Doing enter co- if you enter something. code uh, nothing at checkout, you get nothing. 
You get nothing, sir. And you don't like it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>